Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, is your boy Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. All right, all right, all right. Big, big week for WWE. Light on AEW, but we'll get to it all. First things first, Wrestler of the Pot. Yep, as always, you know how we kick it off, Wrestler of the Pot. And this week, it is not different. This week, we are going with a man from the Northeast Championship Wrestling Promotion. We are going with Channing Thomas. Now, this man, his his first name might be Channing, but he kind of does look like uh, Channing Tatum. This guy is a physical specimen. He is a handsome individual, if I must say so myself. He's got a good look to him. Only 25 years of age. And already has a has quite a list of accomplishments. He's the current NCW heavyweight champion, a former NCW tag champion, former TRP wrestling heavyweight and tag team champion. So he's got quite a few accolades for being only 25 years of age. So now, NCW, have, is that is that Nickel City Wrestling? No, not Nickel City. That's um Northeast Championship Wrestling. Ah, okay. But they call it the NCW Heavyweight Title. Gotcha. Okay, continue. Yeah, but quite a laundry list for 25 years of age. If you haven't checked out Channing Thomas, make sure you check him out. You got to find out what number he is. All right. Shout out to the wrestler of the pod, Channing Thomas. Um... First thing we need to get into really light, really quick before we get to the bigger stuff. We didn't get a chance to talk about Impact's Bound for Glory. And originally we wanted to talk about it uh, for two big reasons. But as all of our plans have not panned out for Bound for Glory, um, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Motor City Machine Guns and the amazing match that. Masha Slamovich and Jordan Grace have put on for the Knockouts Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Not who I wanted to win, but I'm huge fans of both these these women. They're both former wrestler of the pods. And they just went out there and put on a banger. They looked amazing. They wrestled amazing. It was a phenomenal match. And I'm sure there's not a true loser coming out of it. Um, I didn't agree with the creative the entire time as far as who should have won and why, mm-hmm. but I can't be mad at the match itself. No. And the story leading up to was was so good, so well written, matches perfectly done. And the same for the Motor City Machine Guns match, even though I favored them to win, them and the Kingdom had an amazing match together. And as upsetting as it is, the Motor City didn't win because I was really rooting for Alex Shelley. They had a banger, so shout out to them too. Not much to say about the rest of the night. I do really love Raven's Hall of Fame speech, though. Mm -hmm. Raven's Hall of Fame speech was great. Him, DDT, Tommy Dreamer, even after the fact, was great. I thought that was awesome. Those are my three highlights from Bound for Glory. Uh, there was some other stuff that happened, but I'm not sure I want to get into my rant of the week this early because it just, part of me just doesn't feel like 
it even deserves the rant. Yeah, no, it was just um, there was just some other things in there that I just creatively did not agree with. Yeah, not at all. Not, not a good creative night for Impact, as far as I'm concerned. At least in my opinion, it wasn't. There was a lot of things you could have went the opposite way on, and it would have been better. But I feel like they played it safe a lot. A yeah, lot. They, yeah, they either played it safe or just made mistakes. Just and, yeah. And some people that just didn't need to be where they were. Like I said, I'm not going to get into it. But shout out to Alex Shelley, the Motor City Machine Gun. Shout out to Masha Slamovich and Grace for just putting on some amazing matches. They were really great all night. Even Dango. Yeah. Fighting for the fighting for the uh, the internet championship. Yeah, like they they did a couple good things, but or the digital media championship with uh, with he with not Heath with oh my goodness Brian Myers. Yeah. They did a couple good things, but there it was more bad than it was good. Yeah, the bigger decisions just weren't in the direction that I thought they would be in. Had it been twenty, had it been ten years ago, that this would have been it would have been acceptable, a good thing. And we'll just we we just gotta leave leave it it that. Yeah. The next thing before we get into mostly WWE news, I want to take a small pocket here. Not much happened on AEW this week. You know what? I will say this. Um, Let's start with Renee. How do you feel about Renee debuting and becoming whatever she's going to become there? Because they haven't actually specified. Yeah, um, and I'm right there with AEW and with Renee when you said that uh, they haven't specified what she's going to be. I'm pretty sure they're not sure. I'm not I'm not sure what she should be or what she would fit best at. But um, it's it's again, had this been a couple years ago, I'd be excited for it. Like, oh, she's finally there. It's it's happening now. And it's like, eh, eh, you already got a million people coming in and out now. So if she's reduced to backstage interviewers, that is that a demotion for her? No, because that's what she was good at. That's that that's where most people knew her from. That's where she got her shine at. Mm-hmm. It was everything else after that that helped her grow. But the thing she was best at always was backstage interviewer. Mm-hmm. So if that's where they put her, then, hey, go right ahead. Commentating, I don't see that happening. Um, not to say she can't commentate, but I'd, I'd rather see her in the backstage capacity. Yeah, definitely. So I, that that's at least where I'm at for it. Now, here's a big thing to actually talk about. This is this is probably the biggest thing that happened over the week is that Orange Cassidy is the new uh, All-Atlantic champion. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he beat Pac. I, 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 it was one of the nights I think Pac was doing like double duty. Mm-hmm. And he had like two matches back to back, but he loses the All-Atlantic championship to Orange Cassidy. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't catch the match. I heard late. Um, it was just a busy day that day, so I didn't get to it. How do we feel about Orange Cassidy being the new All Atlantic champion? For me, it's not a good thing, but it's not <laughs> a bad thing. Okay. It's I'm it's not good because I didn't really see him in the All Atlantic division. Yeah. But 
it it came it it definitely came as a as a weird climax to him going after the death triangle yeah like so in I, between a best friends and death triangle feud somewhere in there they found a a spot to put the all atlantic championship on orange cassidy and maybe that's because Pac didn't want to have both or he felt like he would have to pull double duty i don't know how that became a decision backstage but i just wondered like i'm in a weird place about him becoming champion i mean i understand that the title is kind of like the AEW equivalent to a European title, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah, I mean, it, it, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, it's not a good thing that he won the belt, but it's not a bad thing either because Orange Cassidy's done some good stuff for AEW. He pushes merch for them. He's good for PR. You know, he's good with the crowd stuff like that. So, putting a belt on him isn't the worst thing in the world, but. I just don't. I, I just didn't see him in the All Atlantic title picture, and, and just in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, if if this was a way for them to get a belt off of Pac, so he doesn't have to pull double duty, then hey, why not? I guess. But that, yeah. I'm like, eh, on the move. It doesn't. It, it it doesn't get me. Doesn't get me excited, but it doesn't make me too upset either. So, well, tell me this, and then we'll get off of it. Do you think he could become? a TNT champion because I also feel like maybe that was kind of the dilemma with Orange Cassidy as he kept climbing the ladder and becoming more legitimate it was it was almost inevitable that you had to put a title on him but none of the titles seemed to make sense like he wasn't believable as a champion for any of the championships currently so when you look at the All-Atlantic, it's it's sort of undefined. It's only had one champion, right? Pac is the only one that's, that's held it. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't have a pure identity to it, it seems just obscure enough for Orange Cassidy to be that champ. Yeah, and, and again, that that's another reason we can lump that into why I'm not too upset about it. It's because it's still a baby title. It's still... Right, because could you see him? Could you see him beating Wardlow? No. So there you go. But right, but there's been previous TNT champions where I could see him feuding with and beating. So I could see, I could see him as a TNT champion, but beating Wardlow, no. If it it had to be, if it had been when Sammy Guevara was TNT champion, possibly. Had it been when, uh, who's this guy? Um, Scorpio Sky Mm -hmm. was the TNT champion. I could see him beating Scorpio Sky as well. Possibly. So I guess it's all in in who's holding the title at the time. Yeah. Wardlow is just too strong of a character. Yeah, it's going to be tough to see anybody beat Wardlow unless they cheat. That's going to be a small magic of booking, too. At some point in our life, we'll get to somewhere where we book a show. But I feel like mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be a complication in booking as well. You know what I'm saying? How do you find the way for the guy that should get a title to get a title on a guy you don't think you should beat? Um, but this- moving on, moving on from that, let's get into the WWE stuff because all my stuff is is mostly WWE stuff. 
Yeah, me too. This, this was just, this was a busy week for them. Yeah, they've been having they've been having banger after banger after banger since Triple H took over. As far yeah. as weeks, as far as pay per views, just really hitting it out of the park. Mm-hmm. We did ECW Extreme Rules, or we did Extreme Rules last week. This week is the fallout from that, and it feels like, and I heard somebody else say this: it feels like a Raw or SmackDown after a huge pay-per-view. Yeah. Because there's just, there's comebacks, there's season premieres, there's uh, uh, dynamic shift changes and huge factions, tons of stuff. And I will say, Triple H is, is, I'm finding Triple H's tropes. Like how Vince always has certain things Vince is just going to do. He's going to have matches that were done over that don't make any sense. And he's going to have thrown together tag teams that aren't actually tag teams fighting the only few tag teams that work. Mm -hmm. One thing Triple H is definitely going to do is he's going to have a fight somewhere for some reason to push a story that's just them fighting and has no actual context to it. That is going to happen. That is, a, that is an official Triple H trope for me. At some point, there's going to be a fist fight. Mm-hmm. People are just going to go at it. That's what it, it doesn't matter if it's men, women, tag teams. There's, there's just, always a fight. There's just, always just a backstage somewhere. Yeah. Just, just fight. Just, just have them fight. There's you always going to be a good old, a good old fashioned Donnie Brooks somewhere. Somewhere. So, one of the first things falling out of the carrying cross and uh, Drew McIntyre's street fight on SmackDown uh, before show, before the credits. Do we see this going anywhere? Are we mad this is still happening? I kind of thought maybe this could end here at Extreme Rules with the Mace. I mean, I guess not, but ultimately... Uh, I I I'll say it ends at what's the next one? Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Oh wait, no. And Crown Jewel, and then what is no. it? Survivor Series. I just War realized. Games? I just realized. I don't. First, I don't but... think this can end at Crown Jewel. Why can't it? Because there it, it, isn't there usually an issue with people having too many tattoos in Saudi Arabia. Mm, that's a good point. And they're very. That's why Alistair's character is very risque anyway. That's why Alistair couldn't go when they were going a while back. And I would imagine, even with the entrance of Karrion Cross, they'd be like, yeah, this can't happen. Yeah. So, so they got to think... push that to Survivor Series. Then. Oh, God. We, we got to take this to November. Yeah, we got to deal, deal with that for a while. Oh. I don't know, man. They need, they need a more complex thing. I need more than them fighting. You know? I mean, un- unless they make unless they make cross wear something to cover them mm. but i don't see see this is what but even to... the even the fall and pray part of the entrance for me is like that's yeah. probably gonna be yeah that's gonna be tough yeah so we can't finish this at crown jewel we're gonna have no, to they gotta skip it survivor it. series yeah they gotta skip it damn we got this for another month we got this for another two months 
It's okay. It's a, it's it's all right. I just Triple H will figure to, it out. Yeah, I, I just want somebody in creative to be like, maybe we should make this more about, you know, a story rather than the you were the chosen one and I don't believe in that. So we're gonna fight. Yeah. Especially when Drew kicked your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It it doesn't help your argument when you're not coming out on top in a exactly in a, in a way that makes it look like you're stronger than the other guy Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that one later or we can no 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 there's lesser topics so the lesser topics the commentary team that's about as low as we can get right the commentary team changes they're going back to two man for every show i listened to have you have you listened to the commentary for both shows I haven't listened to NXT. I haven't listened to NXT either. Um, but what about Raw and SmackDown commentary? It's growing on me. I gotta, I gotta give it a minute and yeah. see and see how I sit with them. The, the Wade Barrett Michael Cole combo is a little, a little weird for me. Yeah, I felt it, that one being the more favorable of the two, though. That maybe it's just because of Wade's accent and. I, he, I'm not saying he's a bad commentator, but Michael yeah. Cole and Wade Barrett are kind of. That's why I said I gotta get used to them. Yeah. It's not the worst commentary combo I've I've seen. No, by far it's not the worst, but it's just I gotta get used to it. I gotta sit with it for a couple of weeks before I can come to a conclusion on the commentary teams. I'll tell you this: I think SmackDown is gonna be a little more. They're gonna be a little. They're gonna be a little higher in quality than raw's is for a little bit you got to give them a few months but raw is i was finding spots in the commentary in raw where that were a little cringy and if they weren't cringy they were just like dead air you know because i their chemistry their chemistry just wasn't there yet like Corey graves is great at banter the other guy is still new, so his jokes might be a little set up, and he's not as quippy, They so that chemistry is a little bit off. Wade and Michael Cole have been doing this long enough where their chemistry might not be at a full 10, but they can banter way better than the Raw team. I was going to say, and for Raw, I don't, I might get attacked for this. I can't see Corey Graves as a clear number one commentator. I can see him as a, like, let's say if they run the three-man commentary team. Yeah. Somebody's got to be the head commentator, like the lead commentator. Yes. Then it's Corey Graves. Then it's somebody else. Usually Byron Sykes. Well, just, in like, you could do anybody. You could say, I don't know, Booker T, Corey Graves, and... Who was the guy we just had, Jimmy Smith? Yeah. So if we do that three-man team, Booker had, Booker would probably be the lead commentator, and then Corey Graves, then Jimmy Smith. Mm. Corey Graves is your solid number two guy. He's a Jerry Lawler. Yes, he's a Jerry Lawler. I can't see – but even Jerry could be a lead commentator a little bit. When he wanted I, to. When he had I can, to. Corey, I just think, can't be the guy to – tell the story 
Yeah, he can be. He, he's definitely not the guy we thought he was going to be. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's a good commentator. I'll give him that. He's a solid number two commentator. Yeah, but just as the lead commentator, I'm I'm having questions. He's just so closer. Got, he's just closer to the entertainer commentator than. Yeah, he, exactly. Yeah, he's he's not the storyteller commentator. He's exactly. the entertainer commentator. Exactly. But they'll, they'll get. I I feel like give it a while and they'll they'll realize they'll find the place where they can bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. That's a little easier. But right now, I got SmackDown up better than the the Raw team. But I guess now the SmackDown is the A show. That's kind of the way to go about it. Pretty much. Speaking of the B show, though, how do we feel about the return first of L.A. Knight? On SmackDown? Uh, uh, wait, L.A. Knight SmackDown? Am yes. I wrong? I, I swore Maximum Male Models. Was no, wrong. that's SmackDown. Am I wrong? Yes. Yeah, it, it is SmackDown. All right. I apologize. All these things run together. Let's flip that then. How All do right. we feel about... How do we feel about the return of the OC, the original club, the Bullet Club? I'm just saying I I really wish the listeners could be in the group chat between you and me and a couple other people because I'm just going to say I called it. You did call this. I, I called oh. this. You called it, and I figured it out before the night happened That because you called it. Like I saw you calling it, and then I I I added all the pieces together. Like you, it, you it, didn't outright say it, but you like heavily implied that it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I put the pieces together, and I messaged you. I remember messaging you when I put it together. Like, oh snap! I see what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is all falling into place uh, very perfectly. It so, all it, it all just fit perfectly, and I I will say. I am very, very surprised that Triple H pulled the trigger on this so quick. It was just for fast. one, just for one reason only. Carl Anderson is the never open weight champion. Yes, yes, he is the current never open weight yes. champion. Yes, I remember. I people were going crazy about it. So were, yeah, yeah, go. Like, how the hell do you pull that off? Like, I get it. We've had other champions come in before for just, like, one-off appearances. Like, when Mickey came back and she was the Impact uh, Knockouts champion. Yes. But you got this man under contract now. Yeah, yeah. While he's still a New Japan Pro Wrestling champion. And not just a low-level champion. He's, like, their mid-card champion right now. Yeah. How the hell... How do you pull that off? It's nuts, isn't it? So... I, I don't believe that this is happening year one of Triple H's takeover of WWE. I do I do believe they probably are just going to let him work New Japan until they figure out how to drop the title. Mm-hmm. And I think that is an amazing start. I don't think that it's a situation where He's working in tandem with New Japan. Yeah, no, I don't. I, yeah, I don't see that happen. But I do. I do believe they probably. They're probably doing some sort of deal where he can work with New Japan. In their scheduled days, 
mm-hmm. and still do the WWE stuff when he can. Yeah, because he only has, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's next month. Uh, I think it's November 9th, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But he defends the title against uh, Haiku. Wait, is it Haiku? He defends it against one of them, but that's that's the next time he's scheduled to defend the title. It's November. Now, it, I'm going to start leaping out of the window if he wins. Now, oh, yeah. If, yeah, if, if, if he Carl retains the belt after that event, then we can start jumping out the window. Like, hey, guys, maybe this is a thing. Maybe it's possible, yeah. But I think until until then, it's just a, it's just a, a great courtesy mm-hmm. of a man that understands the wrestling business. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> you know, which would a sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I and I love the way they did it. So I, I was just saying last pod, I think the Judgment Day officially like runs raw now. Like they've ran all the big dogs out of business. Edge is at home. They can share told Beth. Dom is running around beating the hell, the hell out of Ray. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that part later because I want that to be separate, but that's a bigger story. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll do that stuff later. But the judgment day is in the ring. AJ comes out and does an amazing AJ promo where he he totally sucks you in. Had I not known the things I knew beforehand. I would have been watching it going, oh, this guy's really joining the Judgment Day. Like, it's over. Like, he's mm-hmm. he didn't show up because he's 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 joined the Judgment Day. He decided not to help Edge because he's turning. He's turning. He's turning heel. And <laughs> him saying all these things, like, really sucking it in. And, like, it's, it's knowing what we know. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's ironic. But if you're watching it live, it's very, it's very believable that mm-hmm. he's just like, forget it, you know, because mm-hmm. the same thing just happened to Dom where they beat him down and he thought, you know, and then he's like, forget it. I'm turning a leaf, which is the same thing that happened to Finn. Yep. So you would, Dave actually have a good track record of turning your faces into heels and mm-hmm. then just willingly accepting it because they're sick of getting beat down. Yeah. And they hug, and if you know nothing, you're like, well, he's, this is it. This is over. Mm-hmm. You know, he needed his brother. It's the only guy he's got. And then he says, I wasn't talking about you. Mid-embrace. <laughs> he looks at him and goes, I wasn't talking about you. And the music hits, and huge credit to Finn for the face he made when the music uh-huh. hit. I am just mad that it because it, it wasn't the original theme song they had. Yeah, it, it wasn't Omen in the Sky. It wasn't. It was like a newer because I'm. I also found this out because I was mad as hell too. They changed their theme to like a different sort of Omen in the Sky that is not the same WWE one. No, yeah, it's a different Omen in the Sky, same name but totally different song. Yeah. Which is corny because the original Omen in the Sky was like a a great theme. But they hit their theme. Finn makes his face and the brothers aren't even wasting time. 
you know? Nah. They come, they're slamming hats, walking fast down the ramp. There's no, now you choose. I thought there was going to be a you choose moment. I thought there was going to be a moment where they were like, all right, all the brothers are here now. Now, Mm -hmm. instead of AJ choosing, you choose whether you're with us or whether you're with Judgment Day. Yeah. It wasn't even a choice. They just came in there and started whipping, <laughs> whipping at Yeah, no, we don't want, yeah, no, we yeah, don't want you yeah. to pick, man. We, we don't decided. want you to pick. You made your bed, you lay in it. But but damn, so, this is such good. Damn, this, this is what we've been saying for the longest time, what we need. Yes. We need good writing. Yes. This is just good yes. writing. And you know what? It's perfect. I love this because the... The club with AJ, Gallows, and Anderson originally were just bad people. Like, let's get back to just just bad, tough people. They were just Mm -hmm. tough guy running around doing whatever they wanted to do. If you didn't like it, you could fight them, and they were probably going to hit you first. Yeah. And now they can just be those guys again. Like the original debut but they stayed with the story pretty much, which is generally how most triple H things go. If you let triple H take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the vision and we're acting it out. This, this is where is, it's going. Boom. There's no twists and turns and plot twists. And just, just do the thing that I sent you out there to do. And it's good to be getting back to basics. Exactly. Sometimes that's just what you sometimes that's just what's best. Yeah, man. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes what's best for business is to just stick to the basics. Sometimes following the plan works, you know? (laughs) Sometimes sometimes all you need to do is what I put out there for you to do. That's it. Sometimes you don't need to change it or rearrange things. Don't make it your own. Just do what I told you to do. Just be like Tim Duncan. Just make it a Tim Duncan. Yes. Make it really make Love it to. really good at the basic things. Perfectly damn. Not great Mr. at one thing and terrible at the rest. Just be really good at the basics. Yes. So another basic few cuz that's a perfect transition. I'm jumping all around guys, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to prioritize the big news so that we don't say it too easy just going through shows. Mm-hmm. So we do all the big things last. It's it's a it's a rise. It's a steady climb. If you'll just follow me up this path, so Braun is back. We were kind of wondering what he was going to do. And this past Saturday, not Saturday, Friday. This past Friday, uh, we're watching we're watching SmackDown. Braun's killing everybody. Out comes Omos with MVP, who's been away for a while. And we realize we're getting Braun and Omos. Now, they don't cross paths. Braun is like mid-squash match when Omos comes down, finishes the squash match, goes over to him. It's like, you want it, you come get it. He says, um, you might be bigger than me, but you ain't better than me. Omos laughs and we go, all right, this is what it is. This is what we're doing next, Braun and Omos. Um, Are we mad that Braun is being Braun? Like just Braun, no Braun tied into something else. Are we upset that it's just Braun? Are you okay with that? 
For now, yes, because you still got to find something for Braun to do. And I, I guess I see it. The next thing for Braun to do is fight the other giant because, you know, that's a WWE thing, giant against giant. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see Braun be the lead in a match, though, in a storyline, because Braun's an okay wrestler, WWE-wise, but he's normally not the leader in a feud or the leader in a match. Mm -hmm. And Braun is going to have to take the lead on this because I still have no faith in almost, like, the the (laughs) almost wrestler. I still have no faith in almost. Um. Even with MVP, I have no faith. So hopefully Braun can do something good here. Hopefully it's Braun that goes over. Of course. But, of course. Well, well, you know, so and I get Vince is not here, but you know, WWE is still WWE. That's true. That's true. So hopefully the right decision gets made here. The right guy looks big and bad. And we can just get through this as quick. This is going to be one of those feuds where we just want to get through it as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a quick enhancement feud. Pretty much. If it goes the right way. Now, I think we might be okay because I think the people that are writing these matches is probably not even going to be Omos. I don't think he's included and in, not to do the young boy thing, but I don't think Omos is included in the choreograph of the match at all. I think MVP, uh, MVP, Braun, and whoever's on the producer's team is probably going to be finding out how the script of this match is supposed to go, like the story that they're supposed to be telling. Yeah, and and lately, lately the producers and the writing team have been doing a decent enough job with the matches. Like Gregory mm-hmm. Helms has been doing his thing. Joseph Park's been doing all right. Mm-hmm. Um, is Noble he, writing? I think Noble's in and out right now. Okay. Like he's still, do we know what Davari's doing? I think that's who it is. I, th- I think Davari's the other writer. Davari's the other writer. Yeah. So they, they got a few people back there writing right now. So, so far, the writing team has been doing a lot better since mm-hmm. Vince has been gone. I think the person you would probably have to go with for this one, I'd say either Helms or Joseph Park. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they can figure something out and make this match decent. You, you already know it's not going to be a long match. This isn't going to be. I say five minutes. Yeah, like five yeah. minutes, seven minutes at the most. Seven if you want to get yeah. fancy, you yeah. know, because I think it's it'll be good for Omos. Because they can have the, the, the standard big man spots, you know, I lift you up, you try to lift me up, blah, blah, blah. But I think the next you can do that for like five minutes. And then the last two minutes where you go to close the match out, have Braun show all the reasons he's Braun. Superplex. Superplex. But I mean, no, there's I other mean, stuff in between that. Though. No, but you know I mean, I'm break the damn ring superplex. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with that as an end. Yeah. But I want to, I, you want to, I think what, what I think is you want to use this match to help Omos get a strong comeback because they kind of have to figure out Omos all over again. But he's gonna. I, but the bigger thing is to show why Braun isn't the regular big man. Yeah, 
because Omos is a big man and he can do that big man thing all day. But I think you take the end of the match to kind of remind people that Braun is like athletic. Mm-hmm. He can do things that like big men should not be doing. You know, that's when you do the run around the ring, you do the drop kicks, you do the superplex. Ooh, you might have just you know gave me saying? an idea. You might have just gave me an idea. Yeah. Give him a false count anywhere match. False count anywhere. Right? And you know how there's the ramp and then off to the side of the ramp, there's that like drop. Yes. Have him brawl on the side where that drop is. Have Braun go back to the top of the ramp. Have him run off the side and like not do anything crazy, like no flip or no no crossbody or nothing like that. Just have him run off the side of it, jump, and land on Omos as he's standing. Mm, that's a good spot. Because it looks crazy to see a seven foot, three hundred something pound guy fly jump through the sky like fly that. like that at another seven foot four guy. Mm-hmm. And it's not a crazy athlete. You don't need to be super it's not athletic, a, right? And it's not a and it's not a crazy spot because they're both big as hell. Hell, so, have and have it looks crazy, but it's not actually. Yeah, it, or a clothesline like nuts, like Kane used to do. Be, it won't actually be nuts. Yeah, it's a spot they can both do, but will look amazing because they're huge. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that'd be a great spot. And if you have something there for them to break after the Ooh, landing, uh, yeah. lay them lay them on a table yeah. and just have that's them. What, do a, yeah, just have that's what Brown do best is is break shit. So mm-hmm. have something for them to break to end it, and then call it whatever, and we'll take it to Survivor Series. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. After that, that's put a, Braun in War Games. That's a good spot right there. Oh, Braun in War Games. Oh my God. No more fantasy booking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mixing some stuff up. MVP is managing Omas. There's a new manager of Legato Del Fantasma. So Legato Del Fantasma debuted last week during the hit row entrance yeah. it came out either it was a hit row entrance or a hit row victory they came out and basically jumped the hell out of hit row um legato del fantasma debuted and they debuted not with their normal their normal um female manager or woman manager what i forget what her name valet is. valet there you go let's call it a valet Instead, she was replaced with Zelina Vega, the returning Zelina Vega from her honeymoon or her marriage, her her amazing situation with Alistair. <laughs> her amazing situation with Alistair. Um, so she comes back with Legato del Fantasma. And I know some people are, are kind of butthurt because they thought the original manager she had was the original manager Legato del Fantasma had was good for them. And she was doing some pretty productive stuff, but they kind of left her behind. Like, like in an Enzo and Cass situation where they didn't come up with Carmella, they yeah. kind of came up alone. Only this time she didn't, they didn't come up alone. They, she just got replaced basically. So how do we feel about Zelina replacing her and where do you what do you think they're gonna do for 
the young lady they left behind? I think they're just grasping for straws with Zelina at this point because they've tried a million different things with her and it hasn't worked. They've tried her in a tag team and it didn't really stick. Uh, they tried her as a single star before it didn't really stick. Um, tried her with Andrade. That was okay, but Andrade's not there anymore. Um, then she was with the, um, the Latin lovers for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. You see how the Latin lovers turned out. Now they've turned into a comedy shtick. Mm-hmm. So it's... I think now they're kind of just grasping for straws. Like, okay, we have this person. She looks good. Mm-hmm. She can reach a certain demographic, but it's not quite sticking in ring and it's not quite sticking as a manager. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what to do with her, but we just don't want to lose her because she's going to go somewhere else. Mm. I think that's what it is with them right now. So they're just trying to find something that sticks for her. I like your perspective on her. I'm not gonna, I don't even disagree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to it. Let's say it's that mixed with someone's dynamic looking at the team creatively that went. The girl with them is too tall. <laughs> Cause I'll tell you this. Uh I'll tell you this. And this is terrible to say, but remember that I love China and her dynamic. So when they first got, and I'm totally blanking, I'm sure someone is going to remind me. I totally forget the, the name of the, the young lady that was with them. But I remember seeing her for the first time with them and being like, oh, no. She's the tallest person in the group. And worse than being the tallest person in the group, she looks like she's more muscular than the rest of the men in the group as well. Yep. And I, I went, this isn't good because she's not the muscle. Like, that's not why she's here. No. She, she was here to be a valet that could wrestle. Yeah. But she's like bigger than that. <laughs> that's not, this isn't going to work well. Now, they found their niche way through it with somehow making Santos still look very tough because you want to keep Santos. Santos is clearly the guy. But in a group that looks like that, of like, you know, judge it by the book appearance, she looks like the star. And I think them coming in that was the issue when you think about them going to main roster was i liked them but the difference here is is clear all of them are luchadors all of them are experienced all of them are tough but that chick is green that chick is taller than them She's bigger mm-hmm. than them. She's not a luchador. Yep. She doesn't do luchador moves. She's got to go. Yeah. She was She was kind of the... Not to say she was the rotten apple of the bunch. She was just the... She just wasn't ready. She Yeah. She was, she was, the, she was the sore thumb that stuck out. Right. She just didn't fit the, the image. 
the yeah, dynamic and, of and that 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 wasn't a bad thing on her part and it's, that's it's not just, on her yeah it's, it's just a situational thing it's one of them things that are just you know it's it's a situation you can't control right it just it just you just ended up being the thing that didn't belong yeah and i'm sure they're gonna find something else for her because she wasn't bad she wasn't she, like you said, she was just very green. She was very new. She stuck out of the group. So you, you just got to find something else for her. Maybe it's maybe she's good, better on her own. Maybe she becomes an actual mm. wrestler. So, so I think hopefully Sean will find something for her to bounce back with in NXT. Mm-hmm. And I think that combined with your viewpoint of Zelina worked hand in hand because they didn't have anything for Zelina. They were grasping the straws and she didn't fit in that group. And they said, Zelina's experienced. She's Latina. She's a luchador. Let's throw her in there. Yeah. It, she, she was the best fit for it. So I hope that they come up with a good dynamic for them. I hope she works. I hope all goes well because I want Zelina to succeed. She's just fallen into a very Carmella-esque place. Yeah. So I hope they get over that. Now that we're past that, now we can circle back to LA Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, so LA Knight has officially disowned maximum male models. And I believe the idea is he gave them a shtick that was supposed to work and they messed it up and he realized he couldn't be this fake person anymore so he went back to who he truly is and they said on the commentary on friday that <laughs> maxine's mother disowned him so, <laughs> so <laughs> he's truly just la knight now like they've even storyline written him out of the family yeah are you happy about LA Knight? Yes. I'm I'm I've been wanting this since the since excuse my French since the fucking male models came in. Yeah. Like th- this was not anything that was okay at, for anyone involved. This was not good for LA Knight. This was not good for Mansois or Massey or Mama Say, Mama Sa, Mama Kusa, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> th- this was not good for anyone. I, I hope that the male models get buried right now. I hope that this whole group is done. I'd rather see Mansoor. Mm-hmm. Mace, I'm over. Dio Madden, I'm over. Cut them, let them go, do whatever you got to do with them. Maxine, on the other hand, we can figure something out for her. It's not too late. It's not too late for her. We can figure something out for her, whether it's being a manager for somebody or I don't know if she's an in-ring. I don't remember if she's in-ring or not, but I can have her. I don't think so. We can put her somewhere else. She can be a valet for somebody. She'll work. Yeah, we can can try to figure it out. Maybe, I don't know. Trying to think, is there anybody that could use her right now? How do you think she would do with Alpha Academy? You, You think that would work by any chance or no? Possibly. Possibly. If, if I feel they, like if, they could get into a, a, a fun if they, comedy If they spot. change the character up. Yeah. Like, if she, I could see her coming in and being like, 
I can help you guys look more legitimate. Like they, I could see like, I could see Chad Gable and Otis backstage talking about how nobody takes them serious. And I could see her coming up and be like, I could, I know how to make you guys look more serious. We can find a happy medium for guys Whoa. to take you, like take you serious, like the men that you are. I can yeah. appreciate, you know what I'm saying? I, maybe, I can see it. Maybe we put her with the, uh, maybe we could put her with the Latin lovers too, but hear me out. She'll, that can be her whole gimmick. She can like re-image people to be more serious. I know. I, I was going to say, keep the Latin lovers the same because they're, of their actual name, but you got the little blonde haired white girl managing them, and she's the senorita. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I don't know. You but know what? Because we can because figure when they, something when they out. When they first did maximum male models, the Latin lovers were hitting on her all the time. Yeah, I could see that working storyline wise as well. It could be like a Mercury Nitro Molina kind of thing. Yes, yes. Absolutely. All right. I like that we kicked this around. Everybody's glad the LA night is back. Yeah. So here we are getting to the good stuff. So this is a two-parter. Bobby Lashley, Monday Night Raw, comes out for the for the United States title match. Before the match, gets confronted by Brock. Lesnar, none other than Brock Lesnar, the beast himself, comes out for no reason at all to pick a fight with Bobby Lashley. After he picks a fight with Bobby Lashley is the Seth Rollins United States title match. And you can already hear Seth's music in your head. I can tell. Seth goats this man who was going to leave into putting his U.S. title on the line by calling him a, a fraud of a soldier, saying he <laughs> let his country down, uh-huh. goaded him, goaded him, and then took him out to become the new United States champion. Now, first, how do we feel about Brock and, 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 and Bobby? It finally feels like we're going to get the dream match we've always wanted the right way. I I got nothing to say because you just said it. It's the right way. It's happening the right way we expected it to. I think this time around it's going to be even better than the first time. So mm-hmm. I have I have no complaints. I mean, it's kind of surprised Brock came back. Yeah, out of nowhere. So I mean, hey, you know, I'm, but- I'm never. I'm at the point now where as long as it's done the right way, I won't be upset with Brock coming back. I feel about Brock Lesnar the same way I feel about John Cena, which is if if he's if it's going to work, if it's going to help whoever he's in the ring with, and if it doesn't take away from anything that needs to happen, I'm absolutely fine with it. Yep. So Brock's held the title multiple times. I'm done seeing Brock hold the title for a while. Mm-hmm. If Brock can come back at a capacity that doesn't take away from the major title scene, that helps put somebody over, even if Brock wins, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that they're going to do it right. 
and I'm fully ready to see them do it because they both do MMA. They're both huge men. Their names both start with a B and an L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they've been parallel their whole career. Compared constantly. Compared constantly. You know what I'm saying? What Brock was to the main roster, Bobby was to ECW. Just an impact. An impact. On every level, they just belong in the ring together. So I'm I'm very excited that they're going to do this right. Mm-hmm. The bigger point, how do we feel that Seth Rollins is the new United States champion? What did I say last week? Didn't I say Seth was going to get the U.S. title? We, you did say Seth was going to get the belt. We did think it was time. Um, th- Again, the way you did it was right. Just have him be that smug, slimy, conniving SOB. Right. What a dirtbag move the way he got him back in the ring. Uh-huh. And he tried everything. He tried everything and then nothing worked until he got to the soldier one. Mm-hmm. And then and then once once he touched the nerve, he was like, Oh, I got him. Let me see how far I can dig this in before he gives in and gives me the match I want. What a mm-hmm. dirtbag move, man. Yeah. He was already done. I love it though. I love it. I love it that exactly. you go to any length to get what you want. Now I just hope that Seth holds this title for a while. Yeah. I kind of want Seth to hold it to Mania. If they can't give Seth a world championship, I think Seth needs to hold this title as long as he possibly can until they're ready to make him a world champion again. Because I'll tell you what, the the oddest thing about him and Cody is that Seth has a thing about all of his characters eventually growing on you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a person, whether it's an instant, whether it's time itself. And the craziest thing about Cody coming back is that Seth's character didn't fully grow on you until that music hit for Cody. They got in the ring and you realized this is going to be amazing. Yes, mm-hmm. because Cody is here, but because Cody is going up against Seth. And that is a dream match because Seth, you know what Seth is about to do. Mm-hmm. At every instant Seth has to rise, he does it. Yeah, and this was the moment his character really clicked for everybody. It might have clicked for some earlier. It clicked for me a little bit earlier. But mm-hmm. for some people, it takes a person. It takes a moment. And that was it. And ever since that first encounter, Seth Stock has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown to the point where he's a world champion without holding a title. Yep. So now that he finally has the U.S. title, I say don't take it off of him until there's a world title following up because otherwise it's what's even the point you know know what what i'm saying you know what i kind of just realized what i think it's a cody effect and 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 the world of wrestling not just wwe do you think it's 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 a cody what did you just say you said he's a world champion without holding a title that is Cody. That is the whole Cody thing. Who did Cody fight in AEW? And after they fought, ever since then, this guy has felt like the world champion who's never held a single title. MJF. 
Maybe it's a Cody effect. Maybe it's a Cody effect. Maybe you're right, man. Maybe it's a Cody thing. Maybe it's hmm. a maybe it's a thing that he just doesn't. But I've said for the longest time, Cody is one of the best storytellers and highly underrated for what he is to the business. Because he'll just make it, he'll just make it click for you. Like I never thought, well, we all thought gold dust had improved over the years and like age like fine wine. Nobody denies that. Mm-hmm. When Cody had his match with with um, with Dustin outside of the WWE, you never felt like Dustin could be a world champion until like until that, that match. So there's some people that Cody will just bring it out of them. You know what I'm saying? Cody's Cody's made me believe in people as 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 champions. Um, they probably didn't even deserve it. I remember. <laughs> I remember not didn't deserve it, but like weren't even there yet. Like I remember watching him do the open challenges when he was TNT champion. And I was gonna say Scorp- that that Scorpio, Scorpio Sky. Sky. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've even seen him do it with Sunny Kiss. When mm-hmm. he had that open challenge with Sunny Kiss, I was like, how noble of him to choose Sunny Kiss, but also Sunny Kiss is killing it in there. Sunny Kiss might be champion material. I haven't thought of that since. But, but didn't didn't Brody Lee take the title off of him? And too? Brody Lee took the title off, and that made Brody fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Because he was he was still Luke Harper before that. Like he was Brody, he led a faction, but you didn't believe in yeah. him until he beat Cody. Cody. Mm-hmm. And and took it off him. You're like, oh, he's here. He's yeah. he's, a, he's one of them now. It's a it's a fucking it's a Cody effect, it's a man. Cody I'm effect. Man, okay, so Seth is the U.S. champion. Um, I don't know what happens from here, but I'm happy he's champ. I say don't take it off of him until you have a world title waiting for him. Or if Cody comes back, I would not mind Cody coming back and missing this mania if they do Roman and Rock for Mm -hmm. them to do Seth and Cody for the U.S. title. Because I feel like that might even be a better story than, than Roman and Rock. It'll be close. But it might be a better story. Let me see. Hold on. Crown Jewel is November 5th. Don't send Seth the Crown Jewel. Leave him off TV. Not leave him off TV, but don't don't have him defend that Crown Jewel. It's just so he can prolong this. Okay. That That's what I would say. I would mm-hmm. say after Crown Jewel, that's when you bring out Seth's first feud. But for now, leave it where it's at. Hold it. Yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. I don't because I'm not gonna watch Crown Jewel. Yeah, I don't so, really um, want you to ruin Seth's first feud by making it in Crown Jewel. Yeah, absolutely right. And all and in all honesty, I would say after after Crown Jewel, I might run. Go ahead. Why not Johnny Gargano? Why not? I think that'd be amazing. I think he'd do amazing work with Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. I and think he could John- really raise, and Johnny needs a few that'll raise him to the main event yep. level because he's still operating on an NXT takeover kind of level. Yeah, and I was just gonna say Johnny doesn't need the win. Johnny no. just needs to look good. He just needs somebody in there that can make him feel like he can do this at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And Seth is definitely that guy. Um, so I totally agree. Great point. I think we've said everything we can say about this. Just 
happiness. Again, you know, I think we created Rand of the Week too late. Like, yeah. I think I think we should have made this when everything was in turmoil. Because mm. now all the rants are, like, positive. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have any, you know, we don't have any angry rants anymore because everyone's doing everything right. Unless it's an AEW rant. Um, so following Seth becoming the U.S. champ mm-hmm. and tying in two different stories, let's go back and tie in the Ray story. Prior to AJ bringing back the Bullet Club to fight the Judgment Day, Ray is out there to have a nothing match with a nobody. It probably wasn't a nothing match with a nobody. It was probably a somebody, but I don't remember because it wasn't it wasn't relevant. Judgment yeah. Day <laughs> came out there and beat Ray's ass. It's not the mud hole in that mug. It's not funny, but it's funny. Not it's funny, not, but it's, it's not funny. funny. It's funny because they really just be dogging Ray sometimes. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love Ray and he's the greatest mass wrestler and everything that he is, Ray gets beat up like nobody else. Like <laughs> truly, Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio sells like nobody else, man. Yeah. So they come in there, they stop Ray from doing the 619. Dom stops Ray from doing the 619, blows him out of the water. And somewhere along this fight, they get to a place where Ray is knocked into the ropes and Rhea Ripley takes his hands and is holding his wrists while Dom, like he's laying there defenseless, screaming damn near on the middle rope, having his arms extended out so he can't defend himself, he can't move. He's kicking his feet. He's looking, he's looking this way. He's looking that way. He's like, please, D- Dom, what do you know? Dom does the 619 to his old man after trying to force Ray to fight him. And Dom and Dom slapping him in the face, mushing him, yelling at him, fight me, hit me, do something. And Ray's trying to walk away. He was in tears. And now you 619 the man. And they went to commercial. Mm-hmm. my face when they went to commercial was like are you what y'all went to commercial he just 619 his father <laughs> and y'all went to commercial they come back from commercial Ray is on the apron it's not over they didn't just move to the next segment they're not Vince we're telling through storylines here on, on WWE now they come mm-hmm. back from commercial, Ray's on the apron, crying, crying his eyes out. He doesn't want help. He's not injured. He's not needing help to walk away from the ring. He's just emotionally destroyed. Pull your shit together, Ray. And Dom is, Dom is in there looking at him, cry, laughing. This horrible man. <laughs> Dom, I loved you. What are you doing to your father? I mean, I know I wanted you to turn him, but this is a lot. Like this is look this is a lot, man. And and this is the this is a testament to Triple H because he can create a story that if you can get invested in it and get mad at it, 
then it's doing its job. Yes. I found myself rooting for Dom's success after the turn. Mm-hmm. Remember how bonkers we were going at the yeah. at the turn when it happened and him kicking uh edge in the nuts and how he grabbed yep. his face. and being so excited. I was so rooting for Dom mm-hmm. until I realized how bad he was about to whip his dad's ass. Yep. Now, like, now you're like, now all right, like, he's doing his thing, he's doing it right. Now you his dad, you put that nigga over your knee and you beat him. Yeah, like now, you you son your son, you go ahead and you do it. Right now I'm officially concerned for Ray. Like, like they they beat my nigga ass over here so uh-huh. much so that on SmackDown, Ray comes up to Triple H, and I love that Triple H is just gonna be like a he's gonna be like a an everyday Vince. He's gonna be like around mm. <laughs> everyday Vince. He's like around. He's like around to touch, but he's like not Vince at all because he's he's, he's playing, accessible. Yeah, he's he's a good guy as a as a as a TV personality now because he doesn't mm-hmm. wrestle anymore, so he doesn't have a reason to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just like a good guy that you can just talk to. He's like Triple H. He's like real life Triple mm-hmm. H on camera. Comes up to, and I love I love Triple H like acting sympathetic towards Ray while he's talking to him about everything that's gone through with Dom. Like, so part of me is like, there's definitely some people that are just in movies still doing the script for this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to bypass it because I think Triple H pretending to be sympathetic is hilarious. Yeah. He's like, I just, just like putting sh- his shoulder sh- on him and straight faced and everything. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's funny because we know he's bad at it. He's so bad. He's but so bad. It's the it's just I think it's like Vince taking the stunner. He, it's so bad that we enjoy it. Yes. Yes. And like seeing him trying to be sympathetic is so bad that we enjoy it. It's like yeah, he's just like standing they're, there they're straight. Telling, they're telling a great story, but sometimes the acting is just not he's <laughs> just standing, too. he's just standing there like I can't imagine. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then I'm I'm gonna let you finish how the story goes, but go ahead. Doing the like half shoulder, like do I pat you or I don't know how to be. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so they Can't do imagine. that, yeah. Like, <laughs> so they do that. And Ray's like, I'm going through all this with my kid. I just don't know how to do it anymore. I can't. So I, I just, I wanted to come here and look you in the eyes, a man, and say that I I got to leave. I can't, I got, I quit. I can't do it. And his reaction was just so, <laughs> it wasn't like an eye opening. Yeah, no, no, don't. It was just, yeah. It was just like that straight face still. Yeah. The like, hand halfway up. Just No, he couldn't, he couldn't find it. He couldn't we, figure it out. We can't, we can't do this. We gotta, we'll figure it out. <laughs> just. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> like, like had the, had this been Adam Pierce, I think Adam Pierce would have did a good job doing the big eye look. Like, no, so, no, we we I have. I think to anybody out. that wasn't as like, if it was Booker, it would have been like, no, come on, let, we could talk about yeah, this. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that, the acting on Booker would have been better. It was but so I, bad. Like, <laughs> but again, we know this, and we should oh, like man. we're not upset about it. It's just no, funny. it's just hilarious. It's just so funny. We know how Chaperone turned out, so we don't expect his acting to be that good anyway. I certainly didn't see it more than once. 
dude, it's funny that Ray, for once in his life, is doing the most acting he's ever done, and he's amazing at it. And Triple H somehow is is so much worse, even though he's one of the best storytellers <laughs> of all time. He just he sucks at pure acting, and it's it is so funny. Oh man! But yes, so after the car crash from the very first thing we addressed from WWE, turns out that car crash took out Karrion Cross, who was going to be in the Fatal Four mat, Fatal Four Way match to determine the new challenger for the IC title. Mm-hmm. So Ray goes in to talk with Triple H, and they end up working out him joining the SmackDown roster. And Ray is then put into the Fatal Four Way that I don't think he won. No, he does no, win. He that he wins. He that did. he wins. Uh, so he struck a deal on SmackDown, instant success, winning the Fatal 4-Way to get smashed again by Gunther. <laughs> so that's an ass whooping we have to look forward to. But this is the thing. Do you think Dom is really the only thing in the way of Ray? Do you think Ray is going to be held to the level Ray Mysterio should be held at at the expense of exiting the Judgment Lines, the Judgment Day storyline? Is this a plot twist where Rey Mysterio becomes like a relevant Rey Mysterio held to the quality of wrestler that he is? Does he beat Gunter? I was going to say, don't be surprised if he beats Gunther. Really? Don't be surprised. Because I think this is a way, again, I, th- I think this is great by Triple H or whoever's in charge of writing. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great way of keeping Ray away from Judgment Day until WrestleMania. Mm. Until he's ready to have a title versus career match or a title versus mask match with Dom. It's going to be the 90s all over again. It's going to be one or the other. That's when you hit the Dominic Guerrero storyline. <laughs> yes. I'm going to keep this pushing is, this until it happens. I think this is this when is the Dominic the, Guerrero storyline happens. I think this is the way you put this feud on the back burner without putting it on the back burner <clears throat> until WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Yes. Because I think they're going to cross paths at some point, And I think that point is probably going to be either the Rumble or after the Rumble when Dom crashes SmackDown. I think if you're right about this, and this is far-fetched, guys. I know we we, we don't know what's going to happen. This is months apart. But I think that if they somehow make that work, mm-hmm. because the match definitely is Ray versus Dom at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be crazy to see how they make this work. If they really do a mask versus title match, like Eddie and Ray all the way in the 90s, and Dom Dom has to win, correct? He has to get the match from Ray to become the, the next Ray Mysterio. Evil Ray? Are we ready for that? The evil well, I don't, Mysterio? I, I don't think he's going to wear the mask. You don't I think, think he's he, going to wear it? I think he's just going to take it. I don't know, man. I think he might wear that, John. I think he, he might, might wear he, the mask. He might wear it to poke fun at Ray, but I think he's going to take it. Mm, okay. 
I feel like Dom looks weird with a mask in here, even though he looks just like his dad, whichever dad you want to choose from. <laughs> he, looks, he looks just like his dad. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, from hey, the at, angle, he looks like this at, guy. From at, an at angle, at this rate, like you that don't dad. know whether. At this rate, you don't know whether it's Eddie, whether it's Ray, whether it's Rhea, whether it's Finn. <laughs> right. Everyone could be. Like, er- could everybody's his dad at this point. I think everyone except Damian Priest might be his dad at this point. <laughs> no, that's his older brother. Yeah, Priest is just the older brother. Yeah. All right. So uh, we've. I think we've said everything. That's, that's a great conclusion to that. Let's do mask versus title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Dom versus Ray. However, they work this route is going to be um, really. I think it's going to be really, really clever because we're all now we're all waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Like Dom isn't just going to let him get away that easy. Yeah, they have to make this come full circle at some point. So we'll see how it happens. But after that, there's only two points I have left. We have to talk about the bloodline. As much as I would like it to be last, it's not last this episode. But we have to talk about this change, the change, the shift in dynamic of the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize this until this week. I had to go back because I must have missed something last SmackDown. But apparently, somewhere in last SmackDown, they were sitting around and Jay was doing the thing Jay does as Sammy's mm-hmm. talking about taking solo under his wing yeah jay gets heated he wants his brother to get all his credit by himself and roman cuts him off after sammy says he's getting a little hot-headed roman does this amazing thing because at this point everything roman does is amazing he does this amazing thing where he laughs and he goes you know what you are a hothead. You've that's always been your problem. It's always been our problem. And it's not going to be our problem anymore. And he goes, Sammy, this is your problem now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole room is like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so Monday, this is great. Monday. They're cutting a promo. And Roman addresses Jay is high headedness. Yeah. And Sammy cuts in. And <laughs> Sammy cuts in. And I love the pop that Sammy gets now. Like well, now before the promos even start, the Sammy Zane's chants start. And even Roman mm-hmm. has to acknowledge it. They're like, the new hot thing in the bloodline is definitely Sami Zayn. Yeah. Roman is Roman, but Sami Zayn is just hot right now. And he can accept that. And mm-hmm. more power to him for being able to share the spotlight in that way. Sami butts in to address Jay being hot-headed. And is like, everyone's cool here, man. I'm not, I'm doing this, I'm doing this verbatim, so don't quote me. Mm-hmm. But he's basically like, everyone's pretty cool. Can you just like be cool? And Jay, and Jay like doesn't even listen, isn't even listen. He's looking at Roman like, you you playing with me? Like, you fucking with me? Like, is, are you really about to let him? We serious right now? Like, are you really about to do that? 
and <laughs> Roman Coles. Hey man, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Honorary Oos is talking to you. Don't look at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Matt Riddle comes out and ruins it. And you know, it is what it is after that. Sammy ends up having a match with Riddle and they surround this whole thing with Roman telling Jay, listen, make sure my honorary Oos wins. First, he ditches him. First, he says the whole bloodline is going out to party, except you and Jay. Yeah. Jay, you were Sammy's responsibility. Sammy can't come. He got a match. You got to be wherever Sammy goes. Sammy's responsible for you now. Where Sammy goes, you go. Do me a favor. Make sure my honorary Oos wins. So now we have this very interesting dynamic where Jay is under Sammy Zayn. Or the Usos, presumptively, right? The Usos are kind of under Sammy. I mean, it is Jay, but it's kind of the Usos. Yeah, I, I would Usos say it's, for, more... it's Usos' first night. I don't know if it's going to be Usos all the time, but it was definitely Usos' first night. Mm-hmm. And they're in there, they're trying to help, but Sammy wants to do it on his own. Yeah. So it's this weird dynamic of Sammy being responsible for Jay, but mm-hmm. Roman still being Jay's boss. Yeah. Boss says, make sure he don't lose. Sammy says, I do my own work. First night, this does not work out. Not at all. Jay likes to cheat. Jay likes to get him. Sammy ain't letting him get him. <laughs> He's catching him. He's calling him off. And it's causing trouble. Sammy loses the match. Now, Friday, they find a way to make it work. He call, Roman calls Sammy, gets Jay on the phone. And I, I, love, I love everything about this because Sammy's on the phone cracking up with Roman. They're having inside jokes and shit. Like, they, he hands the phone to Jay, and you can just tell everything he's telling Jay is just, like, bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Roman told him over the phone, like, yo, all that shit he was doing, I don't care what Sammy said. Make sure he went. I don't care if you don't know. Figure it out. And they go out there. Jay is doing everything in his power to cheat discreetly so that Sammy can get this victory. So Sammy pulls off the win with Jay's assist, like a back-to-back assist. And he almost got rolled up. Jay put his foot in there, kicked the guy back to get the win. Picked up Sammy. And there's this small moment where Jay is like hype for Sammy winning. And you don't know if it's hype because he got the job done or if they might actually be developing some chemistry here. Yeah, no, it's not it's not a hype because Sammy got the win. It's a it's a hype because he did his job. Mm. That's why he think he, he thinks tribal chief is gonna be good with him now. Okay. Okay. Cause I was wondering, it's it's it's, it's a little it's a little fifty fifty in that moment. Nah, like is he I hype I because I don't want them Andy to have won, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to be good. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't you, want, you don't me want them to. You don't want them to to, no. to be on terms. Be be on good terms with Jimmy, with Solo, and with Roman. 
Mm. With Paul and with Jay, don't be. Got you. Got you. That's I just my I, opinion. Because I, I think there's only two ways this could work out. It's either they finally become cool right when Sammy becomes the problem or it's a situation where maybe they it's a situation where maybe they finally find out what's wrong with Sammy and why mm-hmm. he's holding hugging their coattails and Sammy actually does become the issue and after Jay's been under Sammy so long they finally let Jay loose Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like Dean chasing Rollins fresh off the shield breakup. Mm-hmm. Where Sammy can't go anywhere without Jake finding. Yeah. And like he's really like a dog. Like he's really like a pit bull. Like they just mm-hmm. send him out to like sick him. Yeah. And he just goes get and, and beats the hell out of Sammy whenever he can. Because I think those would be hilarious too. Either way they mm-hmm. go about it. Yeah. But I think that'll be hilarious too to watch Sammy like just bug out mid-match because Jay showed up to come with his ass and he's high-tailing it out of there to escape that ass with me. Because mm-hmm. I think even that, if you climax that at WrestleMania, that's a that's a big match without a title. Yeah. Because everyone's going to want to see Jay get his hands on Sammy. Mm-hmm. So either way they do it, I'm super cool with that. But just the dynamic, the interesting way they keep shifting the bloodline to be one of the best stories on the show, whether Roman is there or not, I feel like it's amazing. Yeah. And with that, we are led to the last thing, the biggest thing that happened this week that everyone was talking about. I was there live to see it, but Bray officially had a promo on SmackDown this Friday. The Wyatt is back. He came out with the lantern and everything. They're doing the doors, part of the entrance. I think that's pretty cool. I'm still getting used to the music. I still like the regular Fireflies. I, I seen the promo, but I didn't see the intro. Is it still the Jefferson Airplane song? No. Okay. So they, it's not, it's not, it's not the old, it's not the old Bray Wyatt song. No, it's no. I mean, flies. No, I mean, is it, um, is it still the Chasing Rabbit song? No, I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it is. I think they did like some weird, they remixed the song in a weird way. So it might be that song, but it might be a weird way that they okay. that they twisted it. Um, but it's definitely not the exact same. So Bray comes out, and I'm actually thrown off guard. I don't know how Mr. Jobber felt about it, but I know I was thrown off guard because instead of doing the Bray Wyatt promo like an actual Bray Wyatt promo, he kind of just was Wyndham. He yeah. came out and he kind of gave like a Wyndham, like address, like as who he was and how he felt and how appreciative he was and everything he went through. And then they had like a Wyatt thing at the end where like mid-speech or towards the end of his closing speech, they like cut all the lights off and then the 
Wyatt thing came up on camera with him in the mask. And that's kind of how the show ended. So I'm not I'm not 100% on how I feel about it. So you give me your opinion because you've seen the promo. You give me your opinion first on what you thought initially, like how it made you feel, if you thought it was the right move to have him come out as himself, first promo back. And if you think it's going to lead to anything, just give me all your thoughts and feelings on it. And then I'll, I'll kind of bounce off of that. Honestly, I don't, I don't think it means anything. I think they just let him be him for, for a brief moment. Cause he's never been himself. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always been a character. He's, he's always been either Husky Harris or Bray Wyatt or the fiend. He's, he's never been himself. And this past year, I think it's been a year. It has been a tough time for him, believe it or not. He's gone through a lot of stuff, good and bad. And he, they kind of just let him be him, almost in the sense of when, when Moxley came back from rehab. Mm-hmm. Not to say Bray had them kind of issues or anything, but, you know, just being gone for out of the business for a year and seeing everybody say that they want him back and they want to see him again and they want him to be, they don't care where he goes, they just want to see him. Mm-hmm. That's very, that's, that takes a lot on somebody. It takes a lot on them in a good way mm-hmm. because it's like, damn, they actually, it's like, they really care about me. Mm-hmm. So I think they just let him be him for his first night back. Like, yeah, I'll still be, I'll still be Bray Wyatt, but I'm going to talk to you guys like Wyndham for a little bit in a Bray Wyatt ish kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not mad that they did it. He still had the, the, the brave voice kind of, but you could tell the things that he was saying were were real. So mm-hmm. I'm not upset about it. If we can sprinkle in some realness in the sports entertainment aspect, I'll always be for that. Whether it's Undertaker, whether it's Kane, Roman, who, whoever, mm-hmm. I'll take it. So I, I have no complaints about it. All right. Well, first of all, I apologize if you've been hearing noise throughout the entire podcast. It's- been going during a very important game i believe the eagles and the cowboys of the night so i don't know it hasn't even started yet well it's football going on all day yep so if you hear noise from outside the room it's Go definitely, Jets. it's definitely football game stuff um i will say i actually i actually 100 agree i thought that this was probably a one-off mm-hmm. and they said it's your first night back we're going to give you the rest of the time in the show. Just go out there and speak to the people. We'll have a break. Thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's his idea. Yeah. It's like, we'll do a character thing at the very end to kind of, you know, end it there. Like, this isn't going to be an every week thing. I'm not just going to be Wyndham. Mm-hmm. But I want one time to tell the people how I feel before yeah. we get into me doing my shtick you know what i'm saying it's it feels like a, a chance they never gave the undertaker mm-hmm. like if he could have came back like outside of the biker character if they had ever just given him one time to just be mark before yeah. we get into like we're gonna do the undertaker thing you know what i'm about to do 
but if I can just tell you how much you mean to me real quick before we get into this. And then next week, back on schedule. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I 100% agree. I think it was, I think it's very big for them to have agreed to do it because there's such a, there's such an aesthetic to Bray. There's such a mystery to him to kind of peel that back for him to do a promo just as himself is like big, you know, it's, it's like breaking kayfabe. Pretty much. And I know we don't, you know, I know everyone's kayfabe is dead or whatever, but it was, it was like breaking kayfabe. It was like seeing Undertaker, you know, at a grocery store or something. Like, it was like, it was like weird, you know? And I felt weird about it because I was like, I don't even know if I want to know this side of you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was like, I appreciate, like, I love you. Like, you know, like, I appreciate everything you've done. And I feel the way all these people feel. But at the same time, I kind of don't even want you to, you know, acknowledge me as a person. I kind of just want you to be Bray all the whole time. But maybe it's a me thing. Um and I'll, 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 you know what? I'll make that, I'll make that uh, question of the pod. Like, how did you feel during the Bray Wyatt interview promo? Or the yeah. Bray Wyatt promo? Because I, 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 I liked it. I mm-hmm. think it was big for the company to let him do that. I think he probably personally needed to do that. Yeah. But as a fan, I'm also kind of like, as much as I appreciate it, I'm almost like. Damn it! This is not you. Yeah, this is I'm not almost your like character. a to know that you're real. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like that. Never meet your idols thing, but it's like, damn it, you want to yeah. meet them, and then when you finally meet them, it's like not a bad thing, but it's like, fuck. Yeah, no, it's like going to an under, it's like going into an Undertaker signing, and he's like himself, and they're like, oh, I expected. You know, I expected the, like a whole thing. I didn't know the, this is when we got to be like that guy from the old from the old video back in the day it's still real to me damn it <laughs> right i kind of wanted you that's know. our that's our energy right now with bray after this promo it's still real to me damn it right now i have to now i have to get back into the kayfabe after i've seen you uh-huh be normal you on tv so it's it's a little weird but i think it's i think it's an amazing step that they took for him um and i think it was well needed you know it's, it's definitely a cool thing though all right. With that being said, man, that's the that's the, that's about it. I want to say, if you're listening to this the first time, if you've enjoyed the show this far, um, thank you for sticking with us to the end. Please, if you've liked this, subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Put on your notifications. We try to drop episodes every week. Though we're in the middle of a lot of stuff, one of us is getting married soon, so we might not be here as consistently as as normal, but um subscribe follow you can follow us on twitter instagram um the dangerous jobbers website i'm sorry i'm kind of digging in the dukes thing he usually does the outros oh no you're good hey i'll take the break as much as i go ahead i'll take the break but we're on tiktok we're on instagram the website is on instagram as well um the dangerous jobbers website or dangerous jobbers dangerous jobbers website or dangerous jobbers website dot com uh, we're also on TikTok, on Twitter, uh, and I'm on Twitter as Stevie Jobber. I normally do like most of the 
pay-per-views or premium live events that I can get. I'll get in on the I'll get in on the tweets and I'll stay active. So follow us anywhere you can if you've liked it, if you've enjoyed it. Um, and with that being said, I think that brings us to shout outs and then uh, Deuce gonna take us out. So I'm gonna do the first list of shout outs. Here's my figure four for the week. Every week, Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook. They have everything. I don't know how many times I can say it. They have everything. Um, from the NES to the Game Boy, the DS, they have Pops now, they have Simpsons figures, they have PS4 stuff, they have N64 stuff, they have Sega Genesis, they just, just, they have everything. Like, I don't know how many times I can say They have arcade games and it's it's forever expanding. I've seen the back room in the place. He's never going to run out of stuff. It's crazy. So Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs, especially if you're in what? In Quaker in Quakertown? Uh, if you're in, especially if you're in like the Quakertown area, um, they're right around the corner from there. So Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. My, my second shout out. All right. This guy followed us on Instagram. And I've loved him ever since he's followed us because I'm a sucker for a killer gimmick. <laughs> so think about old school rock and roller Chris Jericho, right? Are you picturing it? Picture that guy instead of a guitar having a ukulele. Hmm? <laughs> that is this guy. That's basically this guy's character. He's like a rock star, but like the like the like rock star that's like not Elias. <laughs> like the like the rock star that wanted to be Chris Jericho and didn't even quite make it to Elias. But he's still somehow operating on a level of badass. Elias like. Elias like. So this guy's name is Daisy Kill. Hmm. <laughs> Makes you laugh, and it's it's even better because he knows how ridiculous the name is. I've seen countless promos on this guy. Every promo, he strums the ukulele. This is my name. This is Daisy Kill. Every time. Every, <laughs> he has a shtick, and I love that because that's what you need. You need something everyone's going to remember every time. So shout out to Daisy Kill. I haven't looked into your in-ring, but I think the gimmick is amazing. Uh, third shout out, I want to shout out from Twitter, H2O Wrestling. Um, very hardcore. Do not go there if you're squeamish. But shout out to them for following us on Twitter. You guys are hardcore and I love some hardcore wrestling. You know, I'm from Philly, ECW all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so shout out to them. I love hardcore wrestling. They're doing great things over there at H2O. And that is their Twitter. If you're looking for their Twitter, H2O Wrestling. That's it. Last but not least, I want to shout out the UWC, the United Wrestling Coalition, because yes. I ended up going to a, a UWC show, show um, very recently and had a great time. Mm-hmm. Great time. Uh, kick-ass time. Shout out to uh, Two Belts, Tony Chino. 
That was the guy's name, right? Tony the, Tony Cheney. Tony Cheney. Oh, not Cheney. Yeah. Cheney. Uh, shout out to Tony Cheney and his uh and his FBI tights. Open the full blood of the Italians. Um, they had they were great. They were great. That was a great show they put on. Um, and I won't tell you why I was there, because then I'll just have to get into a really long story. <laughs> but but shout out to the UWC, man. You guys are awesome. That's my four, man. Uh man, if we ever do a jobbers after dark episode, that would be a good story. That's <laughs> that a jobbers after dark story. Maybe, maybe we'll need to do jobbers after dark you know, one. Of if these we days. ever if we ever get a Patreon, that's definitely a Patreon story. That's what that yes, is. that that'll be a Patreon story. All right, so I'm gonna kick off my shout outs. Since you shouted out UWC, I'm going to shout out somebody from UWC. Nice. So you can find this man with the UWC, or you can find him on GTS Wrestling. The one, the only, too hot for your mommy, Tommy Salami. Yes, Tommy Salami. (laughs) Tommy Salami is the man. If you guys do not know who Tommy Salami is, you need to go check him out because that dude is oh my god he's hilarious like you too hot for your mommy tommy salami he's one of the shout outs again if there's a jobbers after dark episode you'll know why he might have to go back to one of these shows man (laughs) no but yeah tommy's tommy salami he's one of the shout outs for this week you definitely need to check him out and then as always we're going to shout out the funko friends podcast Johnny Funko, D of a Kind. They were on the show recently. They drop episodes almost every week on YouTube. So make sure you check them out. Stevie Jabber will be on there soon. So you ain't going to want to miss that one. That's true. I am going on there soon. Uh, and then, you know, we got to shout out our people over at the All About Wrestling podcast. Bobby Rassels and his lovely co-host keep doing their thing every week, constantly pumping out dope content. So make sure you check them out. And then also we're going to shout out buzzing with marlo podcast now they talk about a little bit of everything a little bit of sports a little bit of wrestling real life stuff they've been supporting us showing us love on uh instagram and youtube so make sure you check them out as well and i think that's it for me this week stevie is that anything is there anything else you want to add no man i got everything i need all right well guys thank you for tuning in this week Thank you for being a part of this episode with us. We'll see you next week. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, stay dangerous.